What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. It's your host, Tanner. And in today's episode, I was really compelled by a post someone put out in our Facebook group. And it's something that I think a lot of us business owners can relate to, even the thought of what this person asked. And I really want to help you understand how this question that this person asked um, can dictate the type of business that you have and the freedom that comes along with it. So I think you're going to like this episode. Starting now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. What's going on, guys? Man, it's been a crazy uh, couple weeks. And, you know, I'm so thankful for you guys checking in, asking what's going on. So uh, sad to say that if you've listened to that adversity episode with my grandmother getting diagnosed with cancer, uh, she had passed. And uh, this isn't what the episode is going to be about, but I just kind of want to emphasize again how valuable it is to build your business in a way that allows you to experience life without the stress of having to be everywhere at once. You know, I built a business and empowered individuals to take ownership within my business. And I think, you know, my passion is allowing other business owners to experience that. And the only way to really do that, and I, and I hit, hit on this a lot, and I hit on this because it's so important, is to identify leadership roles in the people that work for you. I put out something the other day. It said, you know, creating leaders is a lot easier than hiring them. And I say that because I have three guys right now that pretty much run my business. I have the two project managers. Uh, I have Chris, the supervisor. And essentially, they've never managed anything before. And because of that, you know, I, I have some, you know, introspection there. I'm thinking, man, like it really sucks that the other business owners that they worked for didn't see their potential. And I'd hate for anyone listening to this to have someone in their business that is trying their best, that's working hard, that you trust, but you're for whatever reason, not pulling the trigger to give them an opportunity. And when I hear about that in some situations, I think, man, like, you know, you're really missing out on the luxury of having a business that is operating without you being there. And in situations like what I dealt with with my grandmother, I mean, there were meetings I had to attend. There were things that I had to do. I mean, if I worked the nine to five job that I had a couple years back, I'd have to quit the job because of how much I needed to be there for my family in, in such a, you know, such a difficult time. And my business was taken care of. My customers didn't notice anything. My team said they had my back and they continued to produce high quality work. Checks were being deposited. And I was able to really spend time with my, my family because of my awesome team members that, I mean, I, I just, I'm so thankful. But where does that come from? I mean, first it comes with your hiring process, right? Like, what are you looking for? You know, and, and you can listen to a bunch of podcasts on that, that I've done 
you know, so I don't want to hit too much on the hiring process, but I want to talk about after the hiring hiring process. I want to talk about how you treat your employees, how you treat your workers. My focus early on in my business, because I didn't know any better, was I'm here to serve the customer. That is my number one focus. And partially because I was the only worker there um, and I had one other person. But as I've grown and more people started to work for me, my focus was how can I be a servant to my workers? How can I be their servant? How can I make their life easier? How can I help them achieve their goals? How can I be somebody that they want to work for? Somebody that they don't resent? Somebody that they're not jealous of? Somebody that they don't, you know, somebody that they value as, as, as if they're working for a family member? Because with that comes integrity. It's like you wouldn't cross somebody who's your family member. You know, and I put out another post yesterday about somebody in our painting contractors group, and he put out a post that said, out of the kindness of my guy's heart, they moved a refrigerator. Even though it's against our company policy to remove refrigerators, the customer asked him to do it so she can sweep behind it. They winded up scratching the floor, and now the customer's upset about it. <laughs> Great customer, huh? Um, but he asked should I dock their pay to fix the damages? Now, whether it's illegal or not, that's not the question. The question is, should he dock their pay? And I couldn't help but respond and saying, man, that is the absolute worst thing that you could ever do to your employees is to take away money, no matter what. First things first, let's get this out of the way. Every single thing that happens on your jobs is your responsibility. Everything. If it happens and there's no procedure in place to ensure that there wasn't any, there wasn't a manager there, there wasn't somebody overseeing a procedure, that's your fault. If it happens and there wasn't any training in place to ensure that that doesn't happen, it was your fault. And even if there was training, and even if there was management to oversee it, guess what? It's your fault. <laughs> Get used to it. It's your fault. It's your business. It's your fault. Now, how you handle that makes all the difference. And some may say, well, the guy had a procedure in place. He made it clear. Don't move refrigerators. But guess what? The team did it because they were trying to serve your customer in the best way that they can. And in that situation, they made their judgment of, you know what? I'm going to bend the rule a little bit because I know that this is important to you. Maybe it was an older customer. If they dock the pay, let's say he docks the pay, how often is that employee going to go above and beyond again? Probably never. You know, it's kind of like when I was a kid, you know, my mother had an interesting way of disciplining. One of those ways was taking away my video games whenever I, you know, did something wrong. And that was a punishment. And in some cases, when she thought I did something wrong, maybe I was trying to do something right. And if I'm equating trying to do something right and getting punished for it, guess what I'm not going to do anymore? Whatever it was that got me punished, which was, in my eyes, doing something right. So for these guys, how often are they going to go above and beyond? If a customer asks next time, hey, can you move that refrigerator? Just want to sweep behind it. Oh, no, sorry, we can't. Okay, the customer says, oh, really? Okay, well, 
All right, never mind. I'll get my husband to do it. There's a distance now between the customer and your company because that person was docked for doing it for the last person because the business owner didn't understand what that truly did. Okay. First of all, you should have insurance in place, number one, to ensure that if anything really, really bad happened, that would be covered. Number two, if the problem persists, we're no longer dealing with insubordination. We're de dealing with character issues. That's somebody who blatantly breaks rules and doesn't care. I'm not saying be a pushover here. I'm not saying get taken advantage of. I'm saying you got to have discernment and you got to say, okay, is this person taking advantage of, of my kindness? If that's the case, great. Now you know who you need to get rid of. But if it's somebody that constantly tries and does their best job and sometimes bends the rules because he was trying to make your customer happy, with no benefit to him, by the way, you better have his back. Say, hey, man, forget the scratch, dude. I'm grateful that you tried to help her. I understand why you did it, man. You know, thank you for going above and beyond. Because that happened to me, actually, two days ago. Honestly, floor got scratched. My team was moving some furniture. We don't have a policy that says we can't move furniture. But, you know, at the end of the day, I expected my guys to know that if you see a wood floor with a polish on it, put furniture sliders underneath. But, you know, that was my fault. I should have had something a little more detailed and we should have had a training on it. <laughs> so my fault. Anyway, they moved the furniture. A scratch happened. Lady was freaking out. What did I do? I called my best guy who was on another crew and said, Hey man, do me a favor. Come over here and fix this. I'll pay you to fix it. So I didn't just pay him hourly. You know, I, I gave him a, a fixed amount to come over on his time after his job and go fix it for my customer. I paid to have it fixed. Didn't even tell the crew that I did that. I just said, Hey, I know you guys were trying to do your best next time. Let's make sure we don't scratch the floors put furniture sliders. I bought them furniture sliders. So now they know no one was yelled at. No one was reprimanded. I actually thanked them for doing a fantastic paint job, which they always do. Okay. If you start docking pay and you don't have that mindset when it comes to mistakes being made, you will create a me versus you attitude. And when it's me versus you, that means that you've created a scarcity mindset in your company, which means at any given time, the business owner has the power to take food off of the table of the individuals working. That's scary. Okay. And I've had situations, I'll be honest with you, that my guys have spilled paint. They've ordered the wrong color. I mean, listen, the mistakes I could, I could write a small ebook on the mistakes that we've made that have cost me money, but that's part of owning a business. All right. That's it. Just get used to it. It happens. Okay, I'm willing to sacrifice some mis mistakes being made for this rock star team of people that I have that give me their best every day, that wake up every day and work for my company. Guy spilled three gallons off of the back of our van into a driveway last month. Three gallons is $95, okay? Wasted paint. So let me ask you this. If I had a track record of docking pay, do you think they would have told me about that? Probably not. But again, if I were the type of business owner that he called me to tell me or the customer called and was upset and I said, hey, you know what? That's $95. So that's coming out of your check today. So out of the 180 you're making, you're only going to make 90 bucks today. What would that do 
for that guy for the rest of the day. He'd probably be moping around the house angry. He'd probably be looking for another job. And if the event that anything ever occurred like that again, he would never tell me. I understand this because it was my perspective when I worked at a sushi restaurant that I couldn't make mistakes or I'm going to have to pay for them. All of us were like that. All the other servers, the business owner I worked for had no tolerance for mistakes. And if you made a mistake, you paid for the meal and that was your dinner for the night. <laughs> you know, so even if a customer ordered something and they told you it was wrong, they told you the wrong order and they said they didn't like it. Well, he would come over and ask them about it. And if they did a good enough job convincing him that it was my fault, there would be no questions about it. I'm paying for the meal. And what did that do? That made me less excited to offer things out of fear that if they didn't like it, then I would be held accountable, which means that it's hurting his sales. Okay. Cause he wanted to do that. So the money he was saving or he thought he was saving by docking my pay and having me pay for these meals that weren't my fault. He was actually losing money because I was being less creative and less enthusiastic and less just being, being, you know, not doing what's in the best interest of the customer because I was scared that my money was going to be taken away. Okay. So, you know, ultimately, like I said, there's no reason for it. And maybe I, I guarantee the majority of you aren't going to be doing this anyway. I just want you to understand that there's two types of businesses. There's a me versus you business. And you can easily tell like when you're interacting with companies and they have like a zero tolerance for refunds or a zero tolerance for like anything, you could tell that the employees are, are operating out of scarcity. And you can obviously tell that. And you're just not really excited to be there. But then you have companies that have like an awesome return policy. You, you actually feel compelled to use that company again because they're so lenient when it comes to things happening or mistakes being made. And the employees are like happy to help you with the return. And maybe they're like, hey, you should try this instead. And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, you know what? I will try that. I'm going to spend more money here. Instead of like, no, you can't return that. Well, Okay, well, let me speak to the manager. Manager's like, yeah, we have no return policy. You know why they're like that and they, they feel so scarce? Because the owner of the company is putting that fear in their employees and that's just going to you. You know, so think about your atmosphere, guys. And wrapping this up and bringing it back to my first point, um, you know, because my guys value me and we all work together, you know, mistakes happen. We win together and sometimes we lose together. We're all in this together. You know, when I'm out during that week, I just had some time to think and just be grateful for my team because I spend 90% of the time making sure that they're good. And that, that time where I needed them, they made sure that I was good. You know, they texted me, they checked on me, they gave me inspiration. One of my, one of my managers shared a Bible verse with me. I was like, so thankful for that, you know? And, uh, that's the type of atmosphere that I have. You know, some of you guys ask like, how do I do it? Like I'm running a software company. I'm doing podcasts. I'm on Instagram. It's cause I got guys that are taking care of my business. Cause I focus, I don't focus on my customers. I focus on them. How can I make their life better? What bonuses can I give them? What raises can I give them? And, uh, you know, how can I, how can I make their, their life better? And the creativity that they share with our customers is just, you know, a reflection of that read our reviews. I mean, if you, if you really think, um, you know, this, this mindset is crazy. Our, our customers say it in our reviews, how great the team was and how they made them feel. And that's what we're about. And eventually if you do that so much, you'll never have to advertise. <laughs> I mean, I haven't advertised in four months, five months now, 
the phone just rings every day. It's amazing. It's awesome. And, uh, I'm just thankful for my team. Um, so that's what I got for you today. I hope, uh, I hope that you got something out of it. You know, I'm excited to get back into, uh, giving you guys sales, marketing, diving deep, more breakthroughs are coming. Drip jobs is out. Uh, but it's been a week since I put out a podcast. So for those of you wondering, it's just been a crazy couple of weeks, but we're back in action and I'm so thankful for you checking in and listening to Contractor Secrets Podcast. Have a good day, guys. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. It's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time, it's going to make you money, and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com, and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.